EPS, powered by SET. Hello and welcome once again to Line Noise. It's another mini episode uh, in which we revisit some of the uh, Radio Primavera Sound archives that you may not have heard. Uh, but I make no apology whatsoever for that uh, because we are talking to Night Sareb. This is an interview taken from the Primavera Sound Festival in uh, 2019, which feels a very uh, long time ago now, uh, where they played a spectacular gig. Uh, and we caught up with them just before. Night Sareb, what a tune that is. And we are joined by Douglas and Bon from Night Sareb. Thank you for coming along. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Nice Thank to you. see you. Nice to meet you. Can, can we leap straight in with a question that's been dividing us in the office? Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So, I think... That's, <laughs> I'm that predictable. All right. I think that song yeah. is, I call it Balearic, because it was uh, played in that kind of circumstance, and Mark yeah. says, absolutely no way. Right. Yeah. Well, it was, on the, uh, it was on the Balearic Beats, Volume 1. Yeah. What, what was actually on that was a remix, so kind of you're both right. This version preceded that scene, and then there was a remix done that was adopted by the Balearic. Which uh, went on to be yeah. acid. Yeah. So. Did you did you make a trip to the the White Isle um, around those times? No, there was no. most of the time we were when we were. I mean, Spain was the first place we played outside of London, and uh, it was it, there was a, there was another heavy scene um, around uh, Valencia, south southeast, and there was a yeah, various really amazing clubs. One of which was called Spook Factory. But um, I think it opened at like 6 a.m. Yeah. and shut at like 4 p.m. It was that kind of... And we'd never been to clubs that played the variety of music that they, that they were playing. And it was essentially what was being played in Ibiza later. But it started in and around Valencia. I think what you're talking about or referring to is the, a scene which was called, which we know as the Ruta del Bacalao, or which used to be called the Ruta del Destroy, apparently. Oh, right. uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this, uh, this was uh, based around Valencia, but apparently yeah. um, people would travel from Barcelona and, yeah. and Madrid, yeah. sure. like getting hammered Abs. all along oh, the yes. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and then make it home without sleeping on yeah. the Monday to, yeah. to go to work. And yeah, yeah um, that, the music ended up in my opinion, being absolutely terrible in that scene. But <laughs> in the 80s... Later, later. later no, 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 much later. But the 80s and the 90s, it was very much about the, the dark disco sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, so and they, they obviously played your music, but you were invited over to play as well yes. around yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. So those, like, you know, that whole, like, Morthia, Alicante, Valencia region was, was really kind of big for us for a couple of years. And then we... Um, and then, you know, the, the Balearic Beats... Uh, became noticeable in in London, and then Acid House, and we were definitely bastions of some of that scene. You know, the early stuff, and that that track particularly joining the chant, like uh, Bond says. Like there was a <coughs> ITN News did a se- segment on, you know, it's one of those. Um, what the kids are doing today, type thing, and uh, so it was at the uh, they they'd filmed the Friday night at the Astoria, which was called the Trip, and all the way through it they were playing, joining the chant and talking about how many, how messed up people were on drugs. My mum was 
intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you used to go to a lot of clubs back when they were called discos, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> sort of Essex clubs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Listening to a lot of funk and disco, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was a there was a club near us called it was eventually called the Pink Toothbrush, but it started off being called Crocs. And uh, yeah, we'd go down there and kind of I- insist on it. They already played a fairly eclectic mix of stuff, but but uh, we'd go down there and introduce a whole bunch of other stuff. So I read that you you weren't influenced straight off the bat by krautrock and 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 craftwork etc. You were more influenced. That you, the first electronic mu- music you heard was was dink, disco and funk. Yes. And yeah, s- definitely. Like Sylvester yeah. and uh, and Divine. Yeah. And you put it through your Chelmsford um, prism, and out <laughs> comes Knights of Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. cracked the formula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. I mean, we started going to. You know, back then it, there, it was quite—I don't know what it's like now because we're ancient. But it, back then, you could pretty much get into it. And, you know, there were no age restrictions about getting into places. So we'd we'd already started. I think I was about 13 when we first started going. 12 or 13. Bond's a little bit older than me, but we f- started going to gigs. You know, so we were listening to you know the Bauhaus, Killing Joke, Theory of Hate, and started going to those shows, the Banshees, and then we were talking about this the other day that. You know, <coughs> all, all those bands used to do the uh, do the Odeon um, cinema tours. So you in even in Chelmsford, you'd get quite eclectic bands coming and playing at the Odeon. You know, so we were, we were being influenced also by that by the kind of like post-punk scene. So everyone sat around at an Odeon watching uh, a Bauhaus gig. Am I it was, this right? It was, yeah, well, you yeah. were allowed to stand up. Yeah, okay, the seats right. were in there. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, but we then we'd also, we'd troop down to London and see, you know, go to like Lyceum and other, other places that uh, probably don't exist anymore. Yeah, a lot of Hammersmith Odeon tracks. Hammy Odeon, mm. yeah. I wonder how how have you stayed together for so long without without killing each other? By taking the odd seven year break. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty essential. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we have to pace ourselves. It is pretty intense, and and, and uh, so we do take breaks and do other stuff, and sort of much like we have done on, in 2019, when the time feels right, we sort of decide to go out and do it again. Wheel ourselves out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> patch ourselves up. Yeah. yeah. But it feels like, particularly now, almost every time you go out, there's there's more more interest. You know, more people are talking about you. Do you find that a lot a lot of young artists talking about yourselves and influence? Yeah, uh, it's one of those things, I suppose, where if you stick around long enough, you will eventually become fashionable again. <laughs> you know, so uh, so we've benefited from that a couple of times, and just weird cultural shifts. It's like electronic music has obviously become very mainstream and very huge, and then. In amongst that, there's this other underground of like modular synthesis and more expen- experimental electronics. And um, because we've sort of always walked a line there between commercialism and, and, and alternative stuff, I think it would kind of appeal to a lot of people. I'm worrying for your, your stagehand today who's got to just do a line check with all that modular stuff that you've yeah. got on stage. Does that, <laughs> does that travel around with you, all the, like this experimental electronic setup? Yeah, I mean, it's a perpetual challenge, really, for, for electronic musicians, like being able to travel with stuff and the reliability of it. You know, the old saying, never work live with children and animals, you could also say all modular synths, <laughs> you know, because they're fragile. But, 
But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a little bit hair-raising sometimes, but you know, life would be dull otherwise, wouldn't it? And last year, you released a box set of your uh, five albums from Mute and Geffen. Mm -hmm. How did it feel to like have your, well, not quite your life's work, but like this massive portion of your life's work just like packaged up like that? Was it a weird sensation? Um, yeah, I suppose it is if you get time to really sit down and contemplate <laughs> enough. I mean, yeah, sometimes when we've been handed things to sign, it, it does, like you say, it feels a bit odd that you're holding, you know, a, quite a large portion of your life's work in your hand. And they're quite heavy boxes And they are well. heavy, yeah. <laughs> So it's hard to sign it. Yeah. I know Mark's got something for you to sign. Uh, I've, I've sneaked <coughs> something in nice. just in case there's a couple of okay. minutes for a, yeah. for a signature Always. or, a, or cool. a picture or, or some yeah. sort of map of modular <laughs> <laughs> some sort of tips. <laughs> right. So you're playing, you're playing tonight, uh, what time in the morning is it? 3am. 3am. Is that the best time for you to play? No. <laughs> <laughs> or is it the best time to hear you then maybe? Probably. Yeah, definitely a good time to hear us. That's what can we expect? What's it going to be? Uh, well, we curtailed our. Uh, we just came off of a, a, a fairly short e East Coast, uh, US, and Canada run of about 18 shows. Um, so we curtailed the set time to fit uh, for an hour. Um, but it's it, it's heavily the early stuff actually. Um, certainly the first two albums but it's got s smatterings of, of the slightly later albums but it does lean heavily on the on the earlier days and then you know l lively yeah. we're pretty that's why we're so sort of docile <laughs> during the day yeah it's, and it's real like you just like you need need to sort of especially this age yeah you need to you know preserve your energy one of the controversial aspects of our festival are the clashes and there is a bit of a clash with your guys and mm. one uh, group called Severed Heads. Indeed, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Is it a bit of a shame that, that they're both taking place at the same time, but uh, I feel we've got a genuine battle of the bands on yeah. there. Yeah, right. yeah. We'll uh, take them on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Are you a fan? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. Like, yeah, we're, we're gutted because we can't watch them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is one of the things about doing big festivals is that you invariably you don't get a chance to see the bands that you want to. Is it, are there any bands that you've you've uh, penciled in there to, to watch? Today? To be honest, because we're going on so late, and uh -huh. we we only got into we like we flew straight from Dallas, Texas to wow. to Barcelona. Uh, got in on Tuesday night, so we're still a little bit wobbly from jet lag and uh, playing at you know we do a line check at one thirty and then play. So I I guess whatever's knocking about. Uh, by the time, well, I think we're going to do a lobby call from the hotel, which is obviously just over the road, at, at midnight. So have another look and see what's on. But probably just do a little bit of a, a wander around and, you know, feel the, feel the vibes. Can I ask about something about your musical heroes? Who did you have on your walls when you were, when you were children? Children or... Teenage, 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 adolescence, impressionable adolescence. <coughs> I was going to say because it was Rolf Harris. When I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, I know everything's gone I wrong. I know it's frightening, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Tommy Kangaroo Down. Yeah, first ever <laughs> single. Really? Yeah. Well, well, I, I still think that what the tune he did with 808 States of Banger. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. um, your musical heroes when you were when you were teenagers. It was. I mean, when we were very young, you know, sort of still knocking around in youth clubs and. That was like we had, we had a little chat before we started this that you know it was a, 
people like Sylvester, but also the sweet. Um, and then as we as things kind of like progressed, <clears throat> obviously it, we had because we had older siblings and older friends, we could we had quite a good access to what was you know punk, even though we were quite young. And then that that transformed into post-punk um, bands like uh, Killing Joke, or bands that kind of crossed over at the end of punk. So Killing Joke, Adam and the Ants, early Adam and the Ants. Um, Susie and the Banshees, uh, I mean, the host, Theatre of Hate. Yeah, my brother, when uh, I was younger, was always big into Bowie and Bolan, so there were lots of, well, there's lots of that floating around on the walls. Yeah, oh. that's the other thing as well, that there was, like, when we were kids, there was, you know, like, the Mark Bolan had a kid show on TV, so yeah. you'd be like... <laughs> Like you'd see Mark Bowen Christmas specials. Yeah, like you'd that. see, but he'd have Bowie on quite often, and you'd just be like this kid watching. Yeah. You know, I think we were probably at that point about ten. Yeah. And you'd watch. Did you ever? Did did <coughs> um? Did you ever hear if Bowie liked your music? Strokes was the kind of thing he might yeah, he do. He did. Oh. Yeah, he yeah. actually invited us to uh, on the Glass Spider tour, which I can't remember the name of the actual really? album. Yeah. And um, it kind of clashed with plans that we had for touring that year, and we thought it wasn't a very good album. So <laughs> we said, which I think history has proved you right. Yeah. But yeah. So we said no. We'd also heard from uh, another band that was opening for them. Was that Erasure? Don't know. I can't, I can't remember. remember. Anyway, whoever it was, Vince or whatever. Anyway. We'd also heard that the, the, the tour was, because it was really uh, like a massive show, and uh, one of the uh, spider's legs had fallen off. And oh, <laughs> it's quite spinal tap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he, was, he came down on that, like, swing, and I mean, yeah. I tried watching the show just to confirm how bad it was, and it was not his finest moment. You didn't regret the decision. When you saw that spider come out, you're like, okay, we made the right no, move. At I mean, the time, you don't regret it, but it is kind of a bit of a regret that you don't get to work with someone as brilliant as, as that, iconic you know, as that. Yeah. A childhood hero, you know. Yeah, I think we sh we were also we were like s still little snots at that time, so it was we were fairly arrogant as opposed to big snots. <laughs> big snots, yeah. yeah. Big, <laughs> bigger, snots. bigger, thick, yeah. thicker snots. <laughs> Um, well, uh, those bigger, thicker snots <laughs> will be live at 3 a.m. on the Adidas original stage. And it's going to be the first time I will have seen you. Ben's a real journalist, so he might have checked you out before. No, uh, I haven't. My first oh, time. Oh, really? My right. first time, yeah. Oh, okay. You can say, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, but yeah. yeah. He, is, he, is the, he's the one. He's well, the yeah. Yeah, definitely um, looking forward to it. Thanks a lot for making it. your time to come down. Thank you very much. Thanks uh, for absolute pleasure. I hope you get some rest this afternoon. We uh, will. And yeah, we'll, we'll be there front left. All right. Brilliant. So we're going to play. <laughs> we're going to play out with "Let Your Body Learn." Oh. Nice. <laughs> 